Hello, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Author podcast, sponsored by the Network for Research into Chinese Education Mobilities. I'm Dr. Cora Xu, founder and director of the Network and co-host of this Meet the Author podcast. In episode 11, we are delighted to have Dr. Yang Hong to discuss her book with Routledge, titled the educational hopes and aspirations of left-behind children in rural China. Okay, so welcome to our uh, Network for Research into Education Mobilities podcast program, Yang. Uh, it's our great honor to have you with us today. So I wonder if you could pr- briefly introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, it's, it's a great pleasure for me to be interviewed. Uh, so thank you, Coral. <laughs> so uh, my name is Yang Hong, and I studied a uh, master and PhD in the UK at uh, the University of Reading. And I'm currently a lecturer at um, the Faculty of Education, Shanxi Normal University, uh, China. And my uh, research interests are within um, the sociology of education specifically in the area of uh, social justice, focusing on um, issues of poverty, gender, education, and identity. Mm. Sounds great. Great to, to, <laughs> to know more about your, yourself. Um, so what motivated you to do research on the educational hopes and aspirations of left-behind children in rural China? Um, I was genuinely, it was genuinely my personal interest and concern as we have an overwhelmingly large number of left-behind children here in China. Um, so as a young person myself, uh, when I was uh, 14 and 15, and also my mom was a math teacher in a junior high school, and I heard many stories um, about young people felt very confused about their future and their struggles about um, choices and, and possibilities. Um, and that was just in the city uh, from young people with an urban background. So um, I couldn't stop wondering what would be the situation like in rural China, um, given that there is such a disparity between urban China and rural China, um, uh, what rural kids would choose for their futures. And would they have similar or, or different challenges and problems with regard to future choices. So I was very keen on um, hearing their stories. So that was my motivation to conduct this research. Mm. That, that, that sounds really, uh, really important, you know. Um, so Thank what you. are the key findings or messages of your book, you know, by, by Routledge? Okay, well, well this book really um, sought to explore differences in educational aspirations among Chinese left behind children. And and in particular, I wanted to um, understand and explain why some left behind children, uh, despite sharing many similar social and intellectual characteristics, Mm. have differing educational aspirations. Mm. So that is to say, why, why do some left behind children aspire to a higher education while others do not? Mm. Um, despite a similar uh, class background. Mm. The results of the study uh, were organized, as you can see in the book, uh, 
at two chapters, chapter five and six in the book, uh, to reflect the different aspirations and attitudes of left behind children uh, under study. Mm. So university, non-aspirants and uh, the undecided as one part of, of the result, referred to those who do not, who did not intend to receive education uh, in university and those who have difficulty making decisions. And university aspirants, as comparison, were those who explicitly expressed that going to university was what they definitely wanted to do. Mm. So university non-aspirants and undecided um, and university aspirants were primarily differentiated by their in, uh, differential attitudes towards higher, higher education as well as um, schooling in general. Mm. So comparing to university aspirants who demonstrated a strong faith in um, meritocracy, university non-aspirants and the undecided shared um, a strong desire to enter what they saw as the real social world instead. So mm. their beliefs and plans with um, respect to how to achieve their developed future goals were very individualized. Mm. Um, they had very personal and varied understandings of uh, the social world as well as how they um, saw themselves in terms of personal advantages and weaknesses. Mm. And secondly, well, this is just you know, one of my key findings. And secondly, mm. family. I really um, put a lot of effort in um, exploring family. Mm. Uh, played a significant role in shaping aspirations. So what was distinct for uh, university non-aspirants and the undecided was that educational aspirations appear to be linked uh, strongly with loose family connections as well as um, authoritarian family members. But mm. for university aspirants, parents' expectations and their concern and um, encouragement um, became a strong motive to learning. So mm. thirdly, university aspirants were able to gain support from their academically more successful friends as well as their teachers, while as university non-aspirants and undecided were left completely alone to make decisions only with limited source of, of information circulated among classmates and friends who had as little support as they did. So lastly, university non-sparrows and undecided felt they could have more positive personal changes if they were mm. not left behind. Mm. Uh, university aspirants, while some also acknowledge they could have a better performance and a closer relationship with their, with their parents being left behind was viewed by some as beneficial for securing independence and freedom mm. uh, to decide the future. Overall mm. though, um, these young people all expressed a strong sense of isolation and loneliness. Mm. The Chinese left behind children are self-reliant uh, in seeking educational support they really, really struggle to build close and strong relationship with adults around them. Mm. And they lack resources um, provided by the family and the community. 
and that could assist them in education. And mm. their educational choices are mm. um, framed within a small uh, peer group in which their classmates and friends are from the same uh, disadvantaged background and are also lack of support. So they are mm. therefore not only physically left behind, but more strikingly are emotionally left behind in their rural home place. So I therefore concluded in the, uh, in, the, in the study that it is being emotionally left behind that ultimately is a specific disadvantage of Chinese left behind children, as opposed to the disadvantages associated with poverty alone. So mm. these are the um, key findings mm. of, of this study. Really resounding findings, especially the, the latest uh, part about emotions, which, you know, it seems that it's, uh, it's often uh, not very well studied and it's really important yeah. uh, finding that you have shared. Thank you so much. You. So um, while conducting this piece of research, was there any interesting anecdotes that you can share with us? Um, well, for what, what I can remember, I'd like to tell uh, the story about how I actually found my research School, uh, mm. and gained access. Mm. Um, I was looking for a, a rural school that had, um, had a relatively high proportion of left behind children and mm. was willing to host me and was likely to be uh, cooperative and supportive um, mm. for my research at the beginning mm. of my data collection. And mm. quite accidentally, my mother attended a um, psychology training course where she met um, a group of, of public school teachers from different regions of my, of my home state. Mm. And during information changing and conversation, and my mother got to know that these teachers were all from rural schools and the reason they attended um, these training course was to help students in their schools who were mostly left behind, mm. or were mostly left behind children. So my mother then said to herself, oh, what a fantastic opportunity. And it was really a lot for my daughter's research. Mm. Um, and then she then told the teachers about me and my study and the situation of me trying to look for a school um, to research. So teachers were uh, all very interested and responded that they would definitely talk to the head of their school Mm. and helped me get into um, one of these schools. Mm. So thanks to these teachers' um, help, quite soon, I had been gladly accepted by uh, several schools. Mm -hmm. um, at last, I chose the Riverside Comprehensive School, uh, mm. which is uh, my research uh, site, as a best fit. The selection of Riverside uh, was mainly due to practical considerations, as mm. Riverside was the closest to reach among all other schools. Mm. Well, speaking of being closed, quite funny because it takes five hours to travel one way to Riverside. Mm. Um, whereas it would take at least eight to nine hours to travel one way to other schools. Mm. So um, it was really lucky for me to, um, to be um, accepted. And I mm. got the access to the, the research site which is called the Riverside. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and this is such an important <laughs> issue in terms of access. You know, people talk about research all the time, but in fact, oh, yeah. you know, if you don't get access, you you, you can't do any research. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So it's really a, 
um, a, a luck issue, I would say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, really interesting. Thank you. So, uh, you know, many of our network members are interested in the publication process. So, can you share yeah. with us how you went about uh, proposing your book to to Routledge, and what were the key highlights or difficulties in the process? Um, well, in my case, uh, mainly thanks to the staff at the Beijing office mm. of Taylor and Francis publication. And they gave me a clear guidance of uh, submitting a proposal, uh, responding to reviewers' feedback, um, and editing and final um, public uh, production. And mm. supporting me uh, patiently step by step um, throughout the otherwise very tedious process. Mm. One of the um, challenges was when um, one of the reviewers, um, and he read my proposal, and he asked me to add a considerably um, large part of quantitative element in the okay. book, mm -hmm. as he preferred um, this study to be one that uh, fully examined uh, the, education, uh, the education aspiration formation of rural left-behind children. Well, mm -hmm. however, I adhered to um, my risk design and defended uh, like this. I said, mm. um, instead of trying to present a big picture or make generalizability of left behind children's education in rural China with a large uh, sample size and a quantitative research design, this study designs as highly qualitative, focusing mm. on uh, 17 left behind children and their individual experiences. Mm. And it gives voices to uh, these young people gathering their uh, stories about their families, their left behind history, uh, their schooling experiences, their struggles, challenges, and other related factors. Mm. Uh, by presenting these individuals' stories, experiences, and perceptions, the mm. study is able to gain a much deeper understanding of how these young people's choices and ambitions are shaped within mm. the context of being left behind. Mm. So it is, um, it is this qualitative focus and the depth it can reach that makes this study different, valuable, and important. So mm. I think I did the right thing, mm. and luckily it worked out fine. Mm -hmm. Yes, and this is such an encouraging story for qualitative researchers because very often, you know, uh, people tend to say, oh, because your study has only 17 people or 20 people, exactly. it's insignificant and, and it's not worthwhile, but actually uh, it's, it's about the, the depth of insights. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, we do get, you know, a lot of doubts and, 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 and um, questions about our race design and uh, people tend to, um, to focus on the smaller sample size. Mm. Uh, so they would say your results are not that valid uh, mm. or it can't be generalized. But, but this is not really um, how qualitative research is about. It's about the deep understanding and the depth it can reach, mm. um, which the quantitative studies uh, most of the time cannot do. Mm. So we really need to you know, understand why we design our research like this. And we really need to, um, you know, um, be brave to defend uh, mm. to other people who don't really 
agree. So I think um, this is very important to to just mm. defend yourself. <laughs> precisely, precisely. That's very encouraging. So what are the, your plans or next steps for this project? Um, I am now planning on a narrative study uh, focusing on one of uh, one girl who was one of the university aspirants in, mm -hmm. in this study. Mm. And, and now she is 21 years old. Mm -hmm. um, we have kept contact in these years. Um, so she's now still pursuing high education. Mm -hmm. And I feel it would be very interesting to hear her story at two time points over six years. Mm. And it will consider her earlier aspiration and her mm. later on education mm. um, and her current life situation and mm. how her aspiration linked to her sense of uh, gender self. So mm. basically, this is um, my plan for um, uh, my next um, research article. Mm. This sounds fascinating. And it's like very often we, we do lack this kind of uh, longitudinal insights. Exactly, longitudinal. Yeah. Mm -mm. That, that would be such a nice uh, sort of uh, sequel to your book. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's wonderful. So is there anything else that you wish to share with us today? Well, in the end, I'd really like to say, although doing research is such a, a long journey and that requires time, uh, strength, commitment and dedication, but it's so, it's so worth it. Mm. Um, so I truly hope more researchers and especially young academics um, can share their fascinating work and enjoy what they do. That's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's often because of the all the difficulties that one encounters, you, you tend to forget. But actually, it's very important to to uh, emphasize and to emphasize this uh, this aspect of enjoyment of intellectual exactly. enjoyment. Just enjoy what you do. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for your sharing. Yeah, welcome. We are delighted to have this opportunity to listen to Yang about her intriguing research journey and anecdotes. We thank her for sharing invaluable insights into the book reviewing and publishing process. We wish Yang all the best with developing future research projects. Thank you all.